This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, wa bihi nasta'inu ala umuri dunya wa al-deen, wa al-aqibatu al-muttaqeena, wa la'udwan illa ala al-zalimeen. Wa sallallahumma wa sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een, my brothers and sisters. Today, inshallah ta'ala, our talk is going to be about one of the most major sins. And this is, of course, part of the series that we have been doing every Saturday. Today, inshallah ta'ala, our topic is regarding neglecting or missing the prayer. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us for one purpose. And that purpose is to single him out and worship like Allah says in the Quran, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And I have not created jinn nor mankind except to single me out and worship. So you need to be worshipping Allah and that's why Allah has created you. Among the ways you worship Him, of course, is the establishing of the prayer. And this is among the most important ibadat and actions that Allah has asked us to do. Now, it is very important to remember that we have to stay away from major sins for us to be able to go to Jannah. Allah says in the Quran, إِن تَجْتَنِبُوا كَبَائِرَ مَا تُنْحَوْنَ عَنْهُ لُكَفِّرْ عَنْكُمْ سَيِّئَاتِكُمْ وَنُدْخِلُكُمْ مُدْخَلًا كَرِيمًا If you stay away from the major sins that we have prohibited from you, then Allah says, I will forgive the minor ones and will allow you into an honorable abode, meaning Jannah. So you have to stay away from the major sins. Now the major sins you're staying away from among them is the uh, missing of the prayers. The missing of the prayers. And every Muslim knows how important salah is. We are taught how to pray at the age of seven, and we start taking it seriously at the age of 10. And by the time you become an adult from an Islamic perspective, you have to pray. You're not allowed to miss a prayer. This is part and parcel of our religion. And Rasulullah actually said that it is the amud of our deen, the pillar of Islam. That which Islam is built upon. One hadith mentions all five pillars, right? So we know the five pillars of Islam include the prayer, right? You have the shahadatayn, the prayer, uh, the almsgiving or zakat, the fasting of Ramadan, and the pilgrimage, hajj. These are the five pillars of Islam, meaning Islam is built upon these, you remove these and Islam collapses. Now, one of the most important pillars among those is the prayer. In another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ singled it out and said, وَعَمُودُهُ الصَّلَاةِ And the pillar of this matter, this religion, is the salah. So it is not an easy matter or something to see as something that, that is of a small nature. It's extremely important that we take the salah seriously. And inshallah, from the duration of the talk, you will find out really how serious it is if you read the Qur'an and the sunnah and how the salah has been discussed. Now, one thing to really remember, my brothers and sisters, is that uh, the salah is beneficial for you. There are so many benefits that you gain from praying. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that true success lies within the prayer. Not just the prayer, but actually having a prayer that is focused and has khushu'ah. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Indeed, the believers are successful. Which believers? Those that have khushu' in their prayer. It is as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, the fact that your praying is non-negotiable, that which will give you success is not just praying, but having khushu' in your salah, meaning your prayer is of the best kind of salahs, where you're not thinking about the dunya, where you're not focused, where you're not standing there, but your mind is elsewhere. 
but you really focus on your salah and your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, this prayer that we are doing five times a day, if you even look at how it was legislated, you will figure out how important it is. All the other acts of worship that we do were legislated or were told to the Prophet while he was here on, in the dunya. Right? Whether it's zakah or fasting or hajj or staying away from riba or any other Islamic legislation and an act of worship, except for the salah. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was going to tell the Prophet about the obligation of the prayer, Allah invited Rasulullah to the heavens, to Allah. He spoke directly to Allah, and this is when the salah was made obligatory upon us. And it's a very famous story in the seerah where the Prophet uh, made the journey. Uh, of Isra and Mi'raj and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him that we must pray initially 50 times a day but then later on Allah made it easy for us and we pray 5 times a day with the reward of 50 every salah giving you 10 rewards so just by looking at the fact that uh, it is a pillar within our religion the fact of how it was legislated that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to legislate a prayer when he invited Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa to him the fact that it is a, an act of worship that the Prophet singled out and said, وَعَمُودُهُ الصَّلَاةِ And also, if you look at the Prophet's life, what were his final words? Uh, the, the companions, they narrate from the Prophet ﷺ that his final statement was, الصَّلَاةُ الصَّلَاةُ وَمَا مَلَكَتْ أَيْمَانُكُمْ The prayer, the prayer, and the rights of those whom your right hand possesses. So among the last things the Prophet said, or was worried about, was the prayer showing you again how important it is the muslim needs to pray you have to pray you have to pray your five daily prayers this is how you will go to jannah this is how you will gain success this is how you will have your worldly affairs in order it is the connection that you have with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is almost uh, inconceivable to have a believer not praying and you will find that often within the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. One time there was a companion of the Prophet sallallahu his name was Mihjan. Now this companion, he was with the majlis of the Prophet, they were sitting together, and it was salah time. So everyone got up and they prayed. This particular companion didn't join them in their salah. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to him and said, ما منعك أن تصلي مع الناس? What stopped you from praying with the people. What stopped you from praying? With the people. And the Prophet asked him, Alasta bi Muslim. Are you not a Muslim? Now think about this. The Prophet is coming to his companion saying, Why didn't you pray with us? Are you not a Muslim? So what do you understand from that is that the Prophet is saying, if you are a Muslim, then you should be praying with the believers. If you are a Muslim, you should be praying. But then the companion said to him, Ya Rasulullah, I already prayed at home. I already prayed at home. And then the Prophet said to him, even if you pray at home, if you are in a gathering where they stand up in prayer, pray with the people. Lest they think that you're not a Muslim or something else of you, join them in prayer, join them in the reward. So the Prophet advised him that from now on, even if, let's say someone, you already prayed, but then you were with a group of people that haven't, and they all stand up in prayer, don't be the odd one out and sit back, join them in their salah, and Allah will reward you for that. Among the other things that we learn, ikhwani fillah, uh, from the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ and from his traditions is that the prayer is the one thing that you're never exempt of. You have to pray whether you're sick or not. You have to pray whether you're traveling or not. You have to pray every time. 
you have no water to make wudu with, you still have to pray. It is extremely important because this silah, this connection you have with Allah should not be severed because you are in need of Allah. And it is these five daily prayers where we go back to Allah for our hawaij, for our needs. And it is this time that you have this conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where you show your gratitude to Allah, where you share your problems with Allah, where you make dua to Allah, where you hope to gain jannah and paradise and the pleasure and the approval of our creator. So you need to go back. Among the benefits of the salah is that uh, it washes away your sins. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned a hadith, uh, uh, imagine if one of you, there was a river flowing in front of his door, and every time he would go into that river and bathe five times a day, would there be any dirt left on his body? And the companion said, no, they wouldn't. And the Prophet ﷺ said, this is exactly how the prayer is. It is a means whereby you are erasing your sins every time you pray. From one salah to the other salah, you're erasing your sins. Even leading up to the salah, when you're making wudu, every single time you wash your hands and you wash your face, this is you cleansing yourself from sin. This is you purifying yourself. And you are in dire need of purification, we all are. So those among us that don't pray, they're missing out on all of those rewards, the spiritual cleansing of themselves, this removal of sin, this gaining of reward. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned that the one who is coming to the masjid, every step he takes, a sin is erased. Every step he takes, Allah elevates his status. Look at all the khayr that is missing out on those that don't attend the jama'ah, they don't pray. The Prophet ﷺ said that the prayer to him is the coolness of his eyes. That will truly grant him happiness. And we need to seek out the salah in this manner. This is, the, the, the salah is something that should give you happiness. And you should hurry to gain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and pray as often as possible. The Prophet would pray so often if he would just look at his life and how often he was praying. Right? So he would pray before he woke up for fajr, he would pray the two rak'ahs before fajr. And the Prophet said something amazing about this. He said, the two rak'ahs, now these are not even farad, these are not even wajib. The two rak'ahs before fajr, the Prophet said, خَيْرٌ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا وَمَا فِيهَا They are more blessed, they are better than everything in this world. They are better than this world and everything in it. So if the two nafal prayers, the recommended, supplementary, that are not even wajib, are better than everything in this world, what do you think of the actual oblig- obligatory prayers? knowing full well, ikhwan ifillah, that the obligatory prayers have more reward in them than the sunnah prayers. So you get more reward for dhuhr, if you will, than if you were to pray the night prayer. Or you get more reward for asr than if you were to pray taraweeh. So, we need to make sure we are praying regularly and not missing out on them. Because it is a huge sin. It is a major sin to miss your prayers, to neglect them. And there is so much reward in actually praying them. And there's also something else that you need to really look at and that is, who is your example? Who is your role model when you refuse to, 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 to pray to Allah and to bow down to Allah and to make sujood for Allah? Who refused to make sujood for Allah? Who was that? It was shaitan. It was Iblis. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran asks him a very powerful question. Allah says, مَا مَنَعَكَ أَلَّا تَسْجُدْ إِذْ أَمَرْتُكَ Allah tells to Iblis, what stopped you? What stopped you from 
making sujood when I asked you to do it? What stopped him was arrogance. What stopped him was how evil he was. Now the question is, to myself and to you and to everyone else, that perhaps are not taking their salah seriously, they'll have to answer that question as well. مَا مَنَعَكَ أَن تَسْجُدْ إِذْ أَمَرْتُكْ What stopped you when Allah commanded you to do so? Because the salah is a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah tells us, Establish the prayer. So many times in the Quran, so many times, when Allah is describing the best of people, Allah describes it as those who establish the prayer. When Allah is commanding us to do something, Allah tells us to establish the prayer. And there are many benefits from this. For example, Allah says in the Quran, وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ Establish the prayer. وَآتُ الزَّكَاةِ And give the zakat. وَأَطِيعُ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ And obey Allah and His Messenger. And what do you get in return? لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ So that Allah may have mercy on you. So from the prayer you get the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A companion of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked him, Ya Rasulullah, uh, actually the messenger said to him, Ask me anything you want. Ask me anything you want. And the companion actually took his time and really thought about it. He didn't say it then and there. He thought about it. And then he met the Prophet again and said, Ya Rasulullah, I really thought about what I wanted and I made my decision. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Okay, so what do you want? And he said, Ya Rasulullah, I want to be with you in paradise. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Perhaps you want something else, because that's a very high ask, isn't it? But then the Prophet, he said, no, this is what I want. And then the Prophet ﷺ If that's the case, then you help me with a lot of sujood, meaning a lot of prayer. So if you want to reach those heights, if you want to be of those that enter paradise, if you want to be among those that are with the Prophet, then make a lot of sujood, i.e. make a lot of prayer. Pray often. So pray your five daily prayers. Pray the night prayer. Pray the sunnah prayers. This is very important, ikhwani, fillah. And one of the advice that has been given uh, by our scholars, and the advice that is generally given is, take care of the sunnah prayers. Take care of the sunnah prayers and make them your priority because if you don't even pray your sunnahs and all you do is you pray your five daily prayers, then what might happen is if, you, if your iman decreases, then your five regular prayers might uh, be affected. But if you are someone that regularly prays his sunnahs, when you are feeling off, you might not pray your sunnahs, but you know your five daily prayers are intact. And it's extremely important, ikhwanifillah, that they become non-negotiable. Because if you leave off your five daily prayers, then you are in a lot of dangers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, in Surah Maryam, Allah spoke about many prophets, right? Allah spoke about a lot of prophets and their legacies and how great they were. And then Allah says, فَخَلَفَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ خَلْفٌ أَضَاعُوا الصَّلَاةِ وَاتَّبَعُوا الشَّهَوَاتِ فَسَوْفَ يَلْقَوْنَ غَيَّةِ Allah says that after these great messengers and these prophets and, their, and these amazing generations, there came another generation that did not live up to what they were doing, that were actually bad. And why were they bad? They wasted the prayer. And they followed their whims and their desires. And they will meet a path of deviation. And some scholars said, 
is actually a valley in hellfire. So they will go to hellfire. May Allah protect you and I and all the believers from this. So what was the main reason why they deviated, why they were deserving of hellfire? Ada'u salah. They neglected or they left off the prayer. If you look at the tafsir of this verse, especially if you look at Ibn Kathir, he mentions some narrations from the Salaf where they say the wasting of the prayer here did not mean that they left it off completely. On the contrary, they were praying, lacking they were doing ta'khir of it. They were delaying the prayer. So imagine those who delay the prayer are, from from this verse, they are on a path of deviation and evil and, and they will be punished because they were delaying the prayer. And you will find this in Surah Al-Ma'ul as well. Allah says in the Quran, Woe on to those who pray. Those who pray, but how do they pray? They are neglectful in their prayer. And this means that they would delay it, it's time, they will not take care of it, they, will not, they didn't mind if they missed it. So this is what it means, being neglectful and wasteful with regards to your salah. And this is a sign, actually, uh, of, of the hypocrites. Uh, another, in another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he was speaking about the hypocrites, about the munafiqeen, which is interesting enough, Allah mentioned that they actually pray. Allah said, وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ And when they stand up for the prayer, قَامُوا كُسَارَةِ They stand up lazily. Right? So, Allah is talking about the munafiqeen here, and they're saying even they pray. But they might delay their prayer, they might be wasteful in their prayer, they might pray lazily, but they still somewhat pray. Compare that to the one who claims to be a believer that completely doesn't pray. That's a completely different ball game. Someone that doesn't pray at all. And this is very dangerous, ikhwani, filah. So, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Mudathir, He talks about uh, that the people of Hellfire will be asked a question. مَا سَلَكَكُمْ فِي سَقَرْ what is the reason you are in Saqar? Saqar is among the, one, one of the, uh, the, the hellfire. It's called Saqar. Ma salakakum fi Saqar. Why are you in Saqar? Why are you in hell? Why are you being punished? And their answer is, Lam naku min al-musalleen. We were not among those who pray. That's the first thing they say. We were not among those who pray. And subhanAllah. So among the reasons they are being punished is that they were not among those who prayed. And... The first thing Allah would ask you on Day of Judgment, the first thing Allah would ask you on Day of Judgment is what? The first thing the believer will be asked about on Day of Judgment is the prayer. And if that is good, then this person will be successful and he will be saved. And if that is not good, then he will, he, he will not be successful and he will not be saved like the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said. There's another very important point I want to share with you guys regarding the Salah. And why is leaving it off such a big deal? There is a khilaf, meaning there is a difference of opinion with regards to our scholars. This, and this difference of opinion goes back all the way to the time of the companions. With regards to the one who doesn't pray. The one who doesn't pray. Is he even a Muslim or not? Now this might come shocking to some of you. But this is an actual discussion people have. So some scholars are of the opinion that if you do not pray... You are not a Muslim. You are not a Muslim at all. And do they say this just because or do they have evidence for it? They have some strong, compelling evidence from the Quran and the Sunnah that uh, shows that the person who doesn't pray 
is not a believer. They quote a verse in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةَ وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَلَا تَكُونُوا مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ Establish the prayer and do not be among the mushrikeen, the pagans or the polytheists or the unbelievers. So Allah says, establish the prayer, don't be among the disbelievers. So for you can, that verse implies, if you don't establish the prayer, you are among the unbelievers. And this is implied, but you also have explicit nusus. So ones that clearly mention, and, and these are some of the hadith that uh, they use. Among them is when the Prophet said, "Al-ahdu alladhi baynana wa baynahum as-salah, faman tarakha faqad kafar." That which distinguishes between us and the unbelievers is the salah. So if one leaves off the salah, then he is an unbeliever. This is what the Prophet said. In another hadith, this hadith is in Muslim. The Prophet ﷺ said, بَيْنَ الرَّجُلِ وَالشِّرْكِ أَوِ الْكُفْرِ تَرْكُ الصَّلَةِ That which is between the man, the person, the individual, and, and falling into disbelief is the prayer. And so if you leave off the prayer, you fall into disbelief. It's as if it's the last line of defense. You have to be a Muslim who prays for you to qualify as being a Muslim. And there are many other hadith and ayah that, that alluded as well the hadith of Mihjin that we mentioned earlier where the Prophet وسلم, saw him sitting down and he said what stopped you from praying with the people المسلمين, are you not a Muslim are you not a Muslim so here you'll find the Prophet وسلم, saying why are you not praying are you not a Muslim and you find the Prophet saying uh, that which is distinguishing between us and the unbelievers is the salah if that is removed then you're among the unbelievers and you have the Prophet ﷺ saying in another authentic hadith in Muslim, between the person and kufr is the prayer. This is how important it is. And this is why uh, the Hanbali school of thought, uh, Imam Hanbal and, and the students and, and that, that school of thought, that madhab, it is of the opinion that the one who leaves off the salah is not a Muslim. Now let me uh, explain this a little bit more. There is... One person that if he leaves the salah, all scholars believe he's a disbeliever. And that is the one who denies the obligation of salah. So if someone says, I'm not going to pray, because I don't believe I have to pray. I'm not going to pray, and I don't believe I have to pray, it's whatever, I, I, don't, I don't care about it. This person is not Muslim, because he's clearly denying that which is in the Quran. This is known as juhud, or denial. I am not going to pray. I don't. So if it comes from a place of defiance, a place of rebellion, a place of I don't care, it doesn't apply to me, then it becomes clear-cut kufr, and this is unanimous among all scholars. No one said that the one who denies the prayer is a Muslim. But then you have the one who doesn't deny the prayer. And this will be most, a lot of people today, they will say, listen, I, I know it's wajib, but you know what, I'll stop praying later, inshallah, make dua for me, you know, neglectful, oversleeps, puts his alarm on at 9 o'clock, knowing that Fajr is at 6, puts his alarm at 7 o'clock, knowing that Fajr is 4, not really caring. When you ask them, why are you not praying? Or, or sister, why are you not praying? You know, well, I know it's right, but inshallah, make dua for me, my iman is low, whatever the case is. This is known as the one who leaves off the salah, neglecting it, not seeing it as important, or, or being lazy about it. What is the ruling of this person? And like we mentioned, the, the school of thought, uh, the Hanbali school of thought, they say, and they have strong, compelling evidence, no, no, no. 
It doesn't matter whether you believe in the salah or not, quote unquote, believe in the salah or not. If you're not doing it, you're not a Muslim. Now think about that for a second. Think about this for a second. This is to, to uh, uh, remind you to myself and all of you. If you are someone that is neglectful of his prayer, or if you fall into the category of, you know what, I know Fajr is at this time, but I'm going to wake up at 7, I'll see if I pray or not. You know what, being extremely careless about your salah, you miss duhu, whatever, it's not that important. If you're of this category, there is a genuine debate among whether you are a Muslim or not. Meaning, are you willing to flip that coin? And the day comes when you die, you meet Allah, and you're not even considered to be a Muslim. Are you willing to take that gamble? So it is in the fact that people are discussing you being a Muslim or not should be a deal breaker and you should stop praying immediately. That being said, there are other scholars, and this is the majority of the, uh, there's another group of scholars that say the person is not necessarily a disbeliever, but this person is really, really at the edge. At the edge. And this is, I mean, that person's heart is dead. The one who can't bring himself to pray to Allah, his heart is dead. And he needs to revive his heart. And you need to make tawbah and repent to Allah. The salah benefits you. It benefits you in this world. It benefits you in the next world. It makes you a better person. It keeps you away from sin. It protects you. It gives you a good relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You'll become an outstanding person when you establish the prayer. There is so much good in it. This is the example of the prophets. Prophet Isa said that Allah has commanded him to pray and give charity as long as he's alive. And when Allah was talking about the prophets, he would mention that they were established, they would establish the prayer. And you have Prophet Ibrahim asking Allah, Oh Allah, help me become one that established the prayer, me and my children. And you have the Prophet Wasallam's final words being the prayer, the prayer. And you have the Prophet ﷺ telling us that if we want to be his neighbors in Jannah, that we should make as much sujood as possible. And you have the Prophet telling us that the salah is the first thing Allah will ask you about. And interesting enough with that hadith, with that hadith, if the person's salah is naqis, then there is a narration that mentions that Allah will say, فَهَلْ لَهُ مِنْ تَطَوُّعُ does he have supplementary prayers? Does he have any sunnah prayers to cover for his, his, his negligence and his misprayers? Which is an encouragement to do as much sunnah as possible. Now I want to end with this point. If you are someone that is uh, of this category, that you don't pray, or you are neglected with your salah, or you pray sometimes, then what is the advice? Sincerely repent to Allah. Now. Now repent to Allah and ask Allah to sincerely forgive you. Allah is the most uh, forgiving. Repent to Allah. And how you repent to Allah, regret the sin that you've done, uh, decide to never do it again, and stop praying immediately. Number two is then that you need to truly ask yourself, what were the reasons why I wasn't praying? What were the reasons why you were not praying? Were you surrounded in an environment that doesn't help you? Were you involved in a haram that's keeping you busy? Really, Examine yourself and get rid of the stuff that is keeping you busy from that which is the most important, which is your salah and your connection with Allah. And finally, the question might be, as a Muslim, if you missed a lot of prayers, then are you supposed to make them up or not? And this is a question that many people ask. And this might be discouraging. Don't be discouraged. Do not be discouraged with that. 
first of all focus on the here and now and that from now until inshallah the day you die you will be one that establishes the prayer one that stands in front of Allah and inshallah ta'ala Allah will forgive you the Prophet said in the hadith that tajubu ma qablaha the sincere repentance it destroys the sin that came before it right وَمَنْ تَابَ تَابَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ and the one who repents Allah accepts his repentance it's very important to understand that that being said there are some scholars and this is a strong opinion that says if you missed many prayers over the years, then this is, they say it is a debt that you owe to Allah that you must pay. So they say it's a debt you owe to Allah that you must pay. And then they give advice on how to pay it and how to do these salawat. And then some scholars say it's known as qada'ul umr. So every, for, the, for the rest of your life, whenever you pray a salah, instead of praying sunnah, pray another salah. So you pray duhr, then you pray duhr again. For one, you intend your, 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 for one you attend the, the, the prayer now And the other one you attend for those you've missed This is one opinion And there's another opinion out there that says That because those prayers had a certain time And you didn't pray them And the time is gone And you did it on purpose That you could, there, there's no legitimacy for this prayer to be done again Because it is, the time of it is finished and, and the only exception is for those that have a legitimate excuse those that have a legitimate excuse. For example, if you oversleep and wake up way after the salah time, you're allowed to pray because you had a legitimate excuse. That is different than the one that was sitting and purposely didn't pray. For that person, upon him is repentance, sincere repentance, never miss another prayer, and then pray a lot of sunnah prayers. A lot of sunnah prayers. And part of the sincerity of the person is that when they commit a sin, that the act of worship they do reflects that sin. For example, if someone was a, a, a committing fraud and stealing from the people and he wants to make tawbah, well, he has to give those rights back, but the scholars encourage, you should do a lot of sadaqah. So your repentance should reflect your sin. So if you were someone that used to steal, now give. If you're someone that used to not pray, now pray a lot of sunnah. So this will help you. So this is what you do. So inshallah ta'ala, the advice is, Repent to Allah sincerely, regularly pray, pray a lot of sunnah prayers, and inshallah ta'ala, Allah will forgive your sin and you will meet Allah being among those that would establish the prayer, and Allah forgives all sins. This is a major sin, neglecting the salah. Ask Allah to protect you from it, and really reflect upon its importance and its benefits as well. So, there's two ways to encourage yourself to pray. And I advise everyone to use both ways. One, look at the benefits. Look at the benefits that you gain in this world and the next world from praying. And also, look at the harm that can come out of it. Lest you meet Allah on the Day of Judgment, not even consider the Muslim. And again, there are explicit ahadiths that allude to this, but there is khilaf in this mas'ala. The fact of the matter is, we all need to repent to Allah, establish the prayer, and be among those that regularly pray, not just pray, but praying the best way of khushu' in the salah. Jazakumullah khair for listening. Wa akhru da'wana anil hamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.